0: Loyalty is a conversation that comes up more than you can imagine when talking to business owners, sales managers, and salespeople, and it really boils down to two things. Tough conversations and setting expectations. So why is it so tough for all parties involved to talk about loyalty, what it is and what it isn't? You're about to find out why. Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Aloha from Sacramento, California today. Today Today's a fantastic day. I'm coming to you live from the mobile How to Sell Show studios. I'm waiting for a fantastic sunset out here in the Delta. And what I want to talk to you today about is loyalty in business. And this conversation is important because there's weird things that happen in business. There's strange things that happen in business. And there's justification on both sides of business owners and salespeople. And one of my mentors name is Jay Abraham and Jay Abraham says this, there's always a risk in any relationship. One side will always bear more risk than another. And I really want you to think through what that means for you. And I want you to think through what that means for a business owner, because it's like a pendulum. One side swings one way, one side swings another. And when you work in a business, when you put in time, effort, energy, or risk into something You have the capability of being rejected, whether you are a buyer or whether you're a seller. It goes both ways. So if you are a salesperson, there's going to be something to consider. If you're a business owner, there's going to be something to consider. And that is either way, if you own a business and you hire a salesperson, that person is a tool or an implement for you. Uh, They are a lever for you. And if you are a salesperson, then what it really comes down to is the company that you sell for is a tool or a lever for you as well because you're trying to make money and they're trying to make money too. Now, there's something that both sides want. The business wants you to be profitable. They want you to close the most amount of deals with the least amount of problems. And you wanna close as many deals and make the most amount of money with the least amount of problems. And there's gonna be a while where business doesn't change and things are good and everything's perfect. And what ends up happening as in any relationship, roles and expectations change. You're gonna to wanna to make more money and the company's gonna to wanna to add more tasks to you and reduce your pay. This is a natural fight in business. This happens no matter what industry you're in. You wanna make more money, you probably might wanna work less hours, and the company wants to reduce your pay and take things away from you in one place and give them to you another. This is where Scott's rules for salespeople come in. And rule number one says nothing will stay the same. And rule number nine says you'll be loved somewhere else. So here is what happens is companies want you to be loyal. You're gonna show up, you're gonna show up at their door, you're gonna knock on their door, they're gonna call you in whatever way you get recruited or you get hired, and they're gonna make you promises. And they're going to say, here's all the things that I'm going to get you into the door with today. And then what's going to happen is something new is going to show up. Something shiny. And the promises that you were made probably be fulfilled, may be fulfilled. And then somebody else is given new promises, new ideas, new concepts, new bonuses, new strategies. And then all of a sudden, you're old to them. You're no longer new. And uh, you may feel like you're forgotten. On the other hand, on the business owner, look around. Salespeople have expectations. They constantly want more. And this is the yin and the yang of business. Companies want you to stay loyal. They're going to get you get things to get you into the door till they find something new. You're going to get those things to get into the door. And the natural progression is for you to want more. That's it. I always want more. Sometimes I'll make a deal and I'm like, hmm, I could have done better. I could have done better. You see a new guy come in or a new or girl come in and they're made new promises. And you're like, man, I wish I would have thought of that promise. Or man, I should have asked for that. Or what was offered to the other salesperson that's coming on board wasn't offered to you. And you start thinking, well, man, what, what about me? Am I, am I not the shiny thing anymore? I have a friend named Paul. And Paul and I had a conversation a couple years back and he's like, hey, Scott, uh, to an extent millennials have it right. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, Paul. Tell me what you mean. He said millennials will jump from job to job and about every two years they'll switch roles and they'll switch tasks. And he says the reason they do that is they're always the new shiny thing at that point. They're always the person who's getting the new promise, the better promise. And if you think about it like this, a lot of times companies spend a ton of money trying to bring on new clients instead of developing their old ones. And so sometimes companies fall apart inside of an organization because they will find a new salesperson. And instead of making a similar promise to the salespeople who've been there, they're like, no, we got a new shiny thing. We got a new new person that we're going to bring on. We got, we got new things that we got to give them. And in order to bring that new salesperson on, they make concessions. They make deals. It's a sales process. You know, the thing is, at the end of the day, that's their prerogative. That's what they get to do. Here is what happens though, is once again, we go back to time, energy, effort, and risk. You have the ability to be rejected. And if you look around and somebody got a better deal than you and was able able to make a better deal than you, was it the sales skill of the person who made the deal? Was it necessity? What caused it to happen? But at the end of the day, you're gonna have some decisions to make. On your side, your, your demands can go too far. You know, there are salespeople who get too big for their britches. And, you know, when I managed a sales team, there were some salespeople that were good, but the problems and the baggage that they brought with them were not worth the fight that I had to deal with or the worries that I had with them. And what can happen is somebody can say, hey, wait, time out. We need to send a warning signal to these salespeople that they're the ones that aren't in control. And the salespeople push back and go, aha, you're not in control either. Because remember, Both sides of the party are going to bear risk. One side's going to have to risk more than the others. And we forget. We forget that loyalty is a two-way street. It's not just a one-way street. You're looking for things that are best for you. A business owner or manager is looking for things that are best for them. And this lens that you look through, and that they'll look through, will justify your decisions the same way. So here's the thing. Unless stated or promised, you don't owe anything to anyone. And sometimes your feelings of loyalty are misplaced, but here's the other thing. So we're theirs. So working with people can be emotional. Working with people can be a fight because you put in time, effort, energy, and risk. Those are the ingredients for rejection. The time is the amount of deals that you put, you put in, uh, the amount of time that you spent in the office, the amount of time you spent after hours, the energy you spent running leads or meeting with buyers or dealing with difficult people, the effort that you put in to learn how to sell and the risk of you could have gone somewhere else. And so here is what I see. When I work with salespeople, we'll leave a we'll leave a sales call or the buyer will leave the office and the salesperson will say, Man, Scott, I feel totally rejected. And I'll have to say, you can't be rejected. You didn't put in enough effort. What you feel is regret. And so sometimes what you're what you're struggling with is You know what? I probably could have gone somewhere else and I could have made a better deal somewhere else. But the owner or the manager is doing the same thing. Here's what I want you to think about. Is all relationships have a beginning, a middle, and an end. All relationships do. There's always a beginning, a middle, and an end. And how you set those expectations matter. Where I struggled when I was on a team was when the management wasn't communicating with me and telling me what was going on. Like I'm a grown man. Just tell me what you want. Tell me what you need. Because salespeople, salespeople are really good at asking questions and figuring out rejection, but sometimes not for themselves inside of their capacity and role as an employee. Sometimes it gets twisted because they're like, an employee, I can't ask these questions. You know, I was talking to my friend Crystal the other day, and we were talking about deals, and I was working on a word track. And I called her and I said, Hey, Crystal, I'm working on this word track. You know, tell me what you think. And the word track revolved around I've been doing this for a while, so why don't you just tell me what you want, and if I can help you out, I'll, I'll help you get there. And she laughed, and she's like, Scott, I've been using something like this for the past 10 years. So she's in tech sales. And I'm sitting here thinking, I mean, like, is as easy as that word track sounds, and if you're listening, you might have something like that in your library. I'm not going to profess to know every single thing there is to know about sales or every single word track or script that there is out there. But at the end of the day... This is what it really comes down to, is sometimes you just have to have the conversation. What's going on? And if somebody's going to be coy or evasive, there's a problem. So I have a belief in my life. Wherever there is chaos and confusion at the same time, there's probably some sort of lie or deception. And if all of a sudden a new sales guy comes onto the team and a bunch of stuff changes, and there's a bunch of deception, and there's a bunch of like, I don't understand what's going on, it's usually a sign that there's a problem. It's usually a sign that something is going down and whatever that thing is going down probably isn't going to be good. And just like when you meet with an evasive buyer that doesn't want to share information with you, evasive management shares the same exact problems. When I say management, I'm also including ownership. That there's going to be a time where somebody comes into the role in the organization as a new role and you're like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, well, we'll talk about that later. Or... Why, why did the up system change? Why did the batting order change? Why did the lead system change? And they won't tell you. And when that happens, it's frustrating. Because you're like, wait, time out. You know what? I'm putting in time, effort, energy, and risk into being here. And you're not being straight up with me. I'm a grown man. As of today, I'm 45 years old. So if you're listening to this episode a year from now, that means I won't be 45 years anymore. 45 years old anymore. But I'm a grown man, Like, why don't you just tell me what's going on? Why don't you share with me what the situation is? And this is where the loyalty question really starts having problems. This is where the communication process breaks down, is when things get sneaky. And when I say things get sneaky, it's whether it's on your part as a salesperson or their part as a buyer. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you have to make the decisions that are going to be best for you. I can think back in 2009, 2010 towards the end of me working with an organization, there was a lot of issues that were going down. There was a lot of problems that were going down. And at that time, I probably should have left a year and a half to two years earlier. And I had stayed working inside of this organization in this role in the capacity that I had for too long. And I was was an old uh, thing to them. And they kept finding shiny new things. And I was being loyal to them But on the other hand, they weren't being loyal and willing to communicate with me. So there's going to be a point where you're sitting at the table and you're looking around and you're like, do I leave or do I not leave? And what it's going to really come down to is what promises did you make and did you fulfill those promises? So if somebody said, hey, you're signing a contract and you're going to work here for a year. Great. I mean, I completely understand that. But if you signed on to an organization and like, here's what your promises are today. Here's what we need from you today. And you haven't effectively communicated, like, here's what I need. Here's what's going on. Part of that's on you. But if you work for an organization and they're constantly moving the goalposts, constantly playing games, constantly changing things, hey, you got to do what's best for you. There's, there's things that are constantly going to be changed. And you'll be loved somewhere else. I was talking to a friend the other day, and he was having problems with the organization that he was at. And because he was in a sales slump, like, he was in the state of, like, I, I can't go anywhere else and close deals. I'm like, hey, something new. You treat a first date way differently than you treat a a 30th date for most people. So I told him, I said, you're going to be loved somewhere else. Go find a new job. Go find someone else, someone who's going to love you. Because from what you're sharing with me and the problems you've shared with me in the past, it doesn't sound like it's going to change. And realistically, it could have been a perception problem on his part. That company could have been the perfect company for him, but he got caught up. You are going to have to make some decisions. And at some point, you're going to have to do what's right for you. And not necessarily what's right for a company. A company is always going to do what's right for them first. All right, that's not always an absolute. Most companies are going to do what's right for them first. And then worry about you second. If you recognize that you've got to make decisions for yourself and decide what's right for you. And it's funny. uh, I get a text message from a business owner, I don't know, three months ago. And (laughs) I get these occasionally. Scott, you know, um, I want to hire you, but... One of your episodes really tweaked me, and you said something that I don't want my sales team to hear. And I'm like, your salespeople are a bunch of grown people. They're adults. They ask for people's money. They ask for people's decisions. And whether they hear me say it or somebody else say it, they're thinking it. You know, I I always have this belief, if there is an objection out there, why not bring up the objection and have the conversation? They're having that problem. It's a role. And I don't know why it hurts your feelings so much, but you know what? It's part of the risk of being a business owner. So your risk is making a bad decision and going and working for the wrong company or sticking around too long or not communicating. On the part of a business owner, their risk is losing you to somebody who's going to make you a better deal or a better offer. You just have to sit down and communicate and say, here's what my expectations are. What are your expectations? And if they don't fit, it's okay to leave. You don't owe anybody anything. You got to make the decisions that are right, the, the best decision for you at the best time. And here's what happens. Sometimes you make the wrong decision. Sometimes you think that it's going to be better somewhere else, and it's not. It's actually worse. And sometimes you make a decision, and it is better somewhere else, but that only lasts for so long. There's only so much time that you have in the world of sales, in the world of business, before you expire before something else new comes out, before the company goes out of business, before the industry changes, and you do got to make the right moves. You got to take the time to think them through, and I find that a lot of salespeople really struggle when they decide to make something a decision really quick, and it's super emotional. That's when they struggle the most. I had a company come to me one time, and they wanted me to train their salespeople, and just something didn't sit right with me. And it turned out that this was a very unethical organization. And I I told them no, and I couldn't figure out why until a couple months later. Uh, And it it just, it wasn't going to work because what they wanted me to do and what I believe in are two different things. And there's going to be a point where a business owner comes to you and says, hey, I got an idea, a proposition. And just like in any sales process, you could say yes to it. You could say no to it. There's upsides, there's downsides, there's dangers, there's positives. But if you're being taken advantage of, if you're being treated poorly, absolutely. Rule number nine says you will be loved somewhere else. Go find a different job. And if you're a business owner and you're like, why are my salespeople leaving? What happened? Okay. You could have some poisonous fruit. You could have a a salesperson that got their feelings hurt and decided that they wanted to leave. It could be that you ruined and soured a sales team by bringing somebody on and made a promise that went too far. This is the yin and the yang of business. One side's always going to bear more risk. And here is what's going to happen. That risk is going to be seen through the eyes of the person who believes the risk to be there. If you had to sum it up and say, like, why is it that people are having issues about loyalty? Is one of them, there's confusion. There's confusion about what expectations are. Maybe they're not being explained properly. They haven't been shared. They haven't been revisited. Two, there is some sort of distrust that's going on. Something triggered a person, a group of people to question the motives of a business owner or a salesperson or a group of people. And what you need to know is a lot of this just comes down to setting the expectations, having the conversations and explaining what's going on. And sometimes you may be scared to explain what's going on because there's fear of loss. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.